Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, managing your emotions and everyone else's. Ugh! With us in our virtual studio is Cindy Goldrich. Uh, before we get into the programming, uh, we'd like to thank children and adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away our digital copies of Attention Magazine to get yours. Just listen to our show. We're going to share a secret word a few times. Write down the secret word and then uh, get the secret word for another show. And send me an email with both secret words. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get that, we will forward you a PDF copy of the current edition of Tension Magazine, and then we will have uh, Chad send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it is printed. Chad is bringing our program to you, so I have a little tip, and then we'll get into the show. Did you know that one in three people diagnosed with ADHD also have depression and 47% have an anxiety disorder? Left untreated, this could lead to other health issues. Understanding your ADHD symptoms and how depression and anxiety work is the first step. Talk with a healthcare provider for treatment options and strategies to deal with everyday challenges. With the proper treatment, you can live a healthy and productive life. Learn more at chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, our, uh, our, our virtual guest uh, tonight is Cindy Goldrich. Uh, she's a mental health professional, certified ADHD coach, and teacher trainer, founder of PTS Coaching LLC. She's a leading authority on parenting and uh, teaching children with ADHD, executive function, and learning disabilities. She coaches parents, uh, provides professional development for school districts, and trains professionals to become um, ADHD, executive functioning, and learning disabled parent coaches. She's the author of Eight Keys to Parenting Children with ADHD, a concise, easy-to-read crash course for parents of children with ADHD based on her Calm Connected Coaching Model. She co-authored ADHD Executive Function and Behavioral Challenges in the Classroom, invaluable resource for all classroom teachers, full of real, practical, powerful, insightful tools, activities. Uh, you can learn more about Cindy at her website at ptscoaching.com. And with that, Cindy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. I'm so happy to be here. It's been a while since we've had you on the show, but uh, we got a great I topic know. today. You know, I've learned so much in my experience coaching, but also just interviewing the experts and this notion of emotions and ADHD and having to regulate them is, is just a really difficult topic. And then that notion of if you are a parent or if you have ADHD, realizing sometimes you've got to manage your emotions and everyone else's is a bit of a challenge. 
just kind of just your general thoughts on this and experience, and we'll kind of get into some of the details about how we work with people. On it. But just, I, I trust you see this all the time. No, oh, all the time, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll start this way. I work with parents of kids who have yep. ADHD, executive function challenges, etc. And when parents first come to me, they want to know, how do I get my kid to calm down? And the first thing we start with is, why? Why do we need to calm down? What, you know, why do I need to calm down? Just give me what I need, right? But so we start with a little bit of the science, which is really just basically that when we're not calm, we cannot learn. We cannot problem solve. We can't accept empathy. We can't be empathetic. We have a really hard time. So I deal with with parents from the standpoint of let's have incentive to create calm and then they're going to be more receptive. And then the second part of that is recognizing that calm really works. It is powerful that when we can first calm down, we can engage differently. So that's where it starts. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. I don't work with um, the crowd that you do, but I do get phone calls every mm-hmm. once in a while from somebody, and they're upset with the this person with ADHD. They're not doing something, and they're emotional. And you know, I talk about it. Said so, you know, basically, ADHD is an issue of self-regulation. You got to regulate your attention and your emotions. And so, what's the experience like? Like in the moment that they're calling me, like they're emotionally kind of off the rail a little bit. Like this is the experience that they're having similar because you're having a hard time really kind of calming down and you want them to calm down and really trying to relate them to that experience and know that they've got to, 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 to pull them down. One is to help them understand the EV experience, but also to actually get them to calm down because I like what you said a second ago. I, I think you said it. You can't really problem solve unless you're calm because it's emotional. Is that That's right. accurate? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so, when we teach calm, because I literally teach calm to the parents and then I support them in teaching calm to their kids, the first thing we need to do is choose when are we going to do this? Well, unfortunately, a lot of times we try to do that when we have a problem, when things aren't calm, <laughs> but that's not when we can do it, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just it's a recipe for failure. So even though it feels like a longer path to get there, we need to just say, okay, in my calm moment now, what does calm me down? How can I calm? How can I learn these strategies? What tools do I need? Because, Jeff, your tools are going to be different than mine. Mm-hmm. For me, calming is sometimes folding my laundry. I literally, mm-hmm. it, it might sit there for a few days, and then I'm like, I'm worked up about something. I can't, I can't slow my mind down. I'll do something mindless and methodical that I have to be engaged with enough that, you know, it's, it's calming my brain down. That's not going to work for a lot of people. So it's about being curious and noticing, well, what has calmed me down in the past? What do I do? Because when I'm not fighting getting calm, I actually do have a bunch of strategies. It's interesting. There's so much material here. So one is the acknowledging calm. Two is teaching calm. And three, and finding what kind of calms you down because I like what you said. It's going to be different from everybody, but that really comes down to self-observation to actually be witness and present at what actually kind of calms you down. Is that 
Is that mm-hmm. accurate? Yeah. Not an easy thing for some people with ADHD to do because their mind is racing so far ahead about what they're doing. Sometimes they're not even present to notice what calms them down. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Which is why sometimes, and you know this, sometimes we literally have to schedule that time with ourselves to say, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to figure this out. Like it, it literally needs to be a to-do item on your list. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have the to-do item. I need to go food shopping, get this other stuff. I need to go to the dentist. I need to do, I need to figure out calm. I really need to do that. And in doing that and then coming up with your hacks and everything else, then you're able to call upon them in the times of need. Hmm. So when somebody's going to schedule time to try to figure out what helps them calm down, do you have any thoughts on the thought process a person can go through on that? That It's kind of as individual as a person is, but I'm just curious about that. Yeah. So I I think sometimes it's helpful to start with a list of common things and then Mm -hmm. judge it against how you feel about that. Like I am not one to sit and actively meditate, even though I definitely recommend it all the time. I think I I know it works. But what I realized is, of course I meditate. I am someone who wakes up in the morning. Fortunately, I don't need an alarm clock. I wake up pretty early in my day anyway. And I realized I don't get out of bed for the first 30, 40 minutes. What am I doing? I'm doing my own form of collecting my thoughts, releasing my thoughts, prioritizing, calming, all of those things I'm, I'm actively and passively doing for myself. Mm-hmm. So I realize that for me, part of what allows me to be calm through the day is the fact that I am able to start my morning by being in control of my morning. Now, many people can't do that. They have to be at work. They have to, you know, they have a hard time waking up or whatever. But they may find, huh, maybe I do need that half hour in the morning. Maybe it's worth it for me to set that alarm half an hour earlier or whatever else. So it's getting back to your original question, one of the things I always recommend is look at some of the common things and see how they resonate with you, see how maybe you can fit them into your life, and see what what they trigger for you in terms of other ideas. Mm-hmm. I don't like this idea, but huh, that makes me think of that idea. Starting with that big list of suggestions may trigger some of your thoughts. The other thing that's good to do is to literally think about what are some stressful situations that I've been in in a while and how did I calm myself down? How did I get to a place where I actually could get to solution? That's one that I do a lot of when I'm working with somebody and we're, we're talking about managing your emotions and other people's emotions. And first you have to be calm. So everybody, we're, we're kind of focused on that. I'll do a lot of like, tell me about a time when you were off the rail and all of a sudden you kind of, you, you got calm. You kind of cleared your head. Oh yeah, I remember that time. Okay. Now tell me situationally what was going on because if you calm down quickly, there's usually something environmentally or something that's doing that actually enabled you to get there. So I, A, identify that time where you calm down and then ponder what was, what enabled me to kind of calm down. And a lot of times that can actually help you find a clue to this thing. So you're kind of like backwards engineering as opposed mm-hmm. to thinking about what could calm me down. You look in the past and say, oh, I calmed down then. What was it in that moment yeah. that did it? Because something worked. Make sense? Yes, absolutely. You know, our, our past success is, is, very vital in helping us figure out our future success. 
Absolutely. Tell you what, I want to go to break because I want to come back um, and kind of just move forward a little bit with regard to this. Before we do, everybody, our secret word tonight is ELSE. That's E-L-S-E. And um, you can find more about Cindy at her website at ptscoaching.com. And Cindy, can you just tell us a little bit about some of the things that they can find on your site? Absolutely. So PTS Coaching stands for Pathways to Success because I think kids take a different pathway. And so I'm all about supporting the kids, but very often through the parents. So I help parents through my workshops, through my private coaching. I have coaches who I've trained. I also train professionals to become coaches. So they're there to work with clients as well. And what we do is we give parents perspective, but also tools and strategies and support to calm down the environment to, you know, parents don't always know, are they enabling, are they supporting, what kind of strategies and tools do I need, how do I know what consequences are going to build skills and not just be punitive, all of those issues we deal with with parents. And then I have coaches for the kids, um, mostly the high school and the college kids, and then I, I also do the teacher training and train the coaches. So all that information is going to be on PTS Coaching. And if they want to reach out to me, they can also email Cindy at PTS Coaching. Excellent. So everybody, with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Cindy Goldrich. We're having a conversation about managing your emotions and everyone else's emotions. Genesis, this show actually started, um, I think, two years ago. I was coaching an individual in Hong Kong, and they were in a real stressful environment, and people were coming in a panic-type state, and they, they, I had been working with them on their emotions, and they began to realize everybody else's emotions were really trying to off the, ch- off the charts, and he wasn't able to get some things done, and he was feeling the pressure, and we started beginning like how do you manage other people's emotions basically you start with yourselves you get into that calm state and you begin to problem solve and you work with them to help them calm down and problem solve so we started this discussion off with Cindy's talking about calm think of calm and what I think that I like the most about what you said that's that's a huge nugget is you can't really problem solve when you're in that emotional state so that the trick number one is I a recognize when you're emotional and number two find out that thing then it can help you calm down or get to that calm space and Cindy one of the things about you I've been a fan of like other people it's not always just the thing that's going to solve the problem it's the process and before the break, you were talking about, you know, spending that time to find out that thing that helps you calm down. And you're sharing your experience in the morning about what you do to bring kind of calm to your day. 
for people out there that are that are drawn to this this skull, this is about a process of learning to be calm, to bring other people calm, and it's a process. Is that am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely, it's definitely not an event. It's a process, and it and you have to have patience with it, and you have to have compassion for yourself and compassion for your child that this is not easy and this is a big shift and awareness is the first step right even that is going to calm down and i also want to put a little plug in for targeted education you know when i work with parents the first thing i do is i want to help them really understand the social and emotional impact that ADHD and executive function challenges have on learning, motivation, behavior, and really the whole family system. And so I find that in just starting there, they come back the next week and they say, wow, things are a little calmer. Understanding what's triggering. They're understanding why saying to their kid, come on, just go upstairs, just get your backpack, your shoes, your tennis, on the way down, just grab my ward. And the kid comes down with like maybe nothing if they came down, right? <laughs> yep. and, and the parent is just all agitated and frustrated, like, oh, he just doesn't listen. He's so defiant. He's just so difficult. But then when I help them understand processing speed and working memory and that maybe that's part of what's going on, then the next time when they go to ask their child, they already are asking the question differently. And when their mm-hmm. child doesn't come down with everything, they're already digesting it differently. They're not in judgment as much. They're actually in problem-solving compassion mode. Mm-hmm. So that's comma. So I, wanna, I have multiple times on this show and definitely on my YouTube channel talk about I find that 80% of ambiguity is rooted, excuse me, I'm sorry, 80% of procrastination is rooted in ambiguity, which people like look at me like whatever. But I'm saying often there's this relationship between uncertainty and avoidance. If you don't know what to do, you have a tendency to avoid it. And what I like about what you said, Cindy, is it's targeted um, education to understand what's going on. Because if, if, you're, if, you're, if you calm down and you're targeted and you have a better more clarity as to what's going on, it's easier for you to problem solve. So everybody, there's the calm part, and what Cindy's saying is this targeted education side to get the clarity so that you have an idea of, like a better idea of what's going on so you can manage it. Again, it's, it's a fine difference, but I think it's a big difference to make that distinction, and what you said was just brilliant. So mm-hmm. now, now we got people calming down, and they're looking at more of the facts of the situation, and they're starting to problem solve, and Part of the show is about if you have a kid with ADHD who's got emotional frustration because things aren't going right for them at school or somewhere else, now you're calm, and now there's an impact on your calm to help your kid calm and deal with the problem. Is that accurate, or am I putting words in your mouth? Absolutely. No, no, that's, that's absolutely it. I mean, I can't support my kid if I can't start with me. And mm-hmm. once I can start understanding the situation, have more tools and strategies at my disposal, then I'm going to be in a better place to help my kid because the kid, you know, is not response-able yet, right? What's the word responsible? It's response-able. They're not able yet to calm down, to do these things. So I might need to support him and be the, the vehicle that helps him calm down at the beginning. So rather than staying in frustration and judgment, 
myself, like I can't believe my kid can't calm down. Maybe I need to see what my role can be and needs to be, even if it's just temporary. So this notion of catching yourself, being calm, targeted education, understanding what's going on so you can problem solve, then we're in a situation where one of the problems is the kids are off the rails. So then the idea is to kind of help them calm down so that they can think. A lot of patience. A lot of patience is needed for this, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of patience and support, you know, having someone to co-invent to, you know, whether it's a spouse or a friend or whoever. Oh, my God, I, I, I kept it together and it was so hard and or I'm having just such a bad day. And just venting that out to someone else, it kind of normalizes your own world a little bit. I love this. Tell you what, let's take this opportunity to go to break. Let's come back and talk about a few, a few other things that pe- people know. I really want to accent this to everybody is this topic is, in a way, kind of simple to explain. Um, as I tell people, emotional self-regulation, what, what needs to happen, the process is really not, it's probably the easiest thing that I can explain, but the most difficult for people to, to execute with and without ADC sometimes. So we'll come back, we'll spend some time on that. Again, our secret word tonight is ELSE. E-L-S-E. And again, everyone, check out Cindy's website, ptscoaching.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now... Back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a conversation with uh, Cindy Goldrich on managing emotions and those around you. Uh, Cindy works a lot with parents and kids. Uh, The concepts that she's talking about, they also apply to adults. So if you're a spouse of somebody with ADHD, just just substitute the names in here. It's really kind of the same process um, in managing all this. And so we're really hoping we're kind of getting everybody kind of in touch um, with this process. Um, Cindy, tell us a little bit more about your experience in working with, with parents and, and the journey to be managing um, a calm and the calm of your kids to, uh, to, to, to really manage their thinking process. Sure. Well, you know, we touched on some of the calm stuff, right? But I find that parents are still in a state of agitation when a few things go on. And one of them is when they don't set appropriate boundaries that they feel good about, comfortable about, supported in, in meaning with their, with their spouse, their partner, in carrying out. 
So if you as the parent find that you're always agitated, you may want to see if you're repeating the same things over and over. If the boundaries that you've set aren't really clear or if maybe you need to adjust them, develop, you know, age appropriately or developmentally. So that's one of the areas that we really support parents in, knowing, you know, how do I set a limit in a way that it's not just automatically triggering my kid, which means we have to do a lot of proactive work. We need to do a lot of collaborative work in understanding what everyone's concerns are that are leading to this constant breaking of the boundaries because that's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. So parents find that when they are agitated, that's one of the things we always say. Let's see what what's the pattern here. So one is to, to understand that and boundaries. I'm thinking out loud here a little bit. There's also what boundaries can you enforce in the moment? Does that apply to this a little bit? Like one is well, to identify the boundaries, but two is like, is this something I can do in that moment or am I misunderstanding something? There's something you could do in the moment if you have preplanned it. For okay. example, if, if, if my kid knows that, you know, when, when we're having a disagreement, if you keep following me, that's not going to work for either one of us, right? Because mm-hmm. we need to have a little break from each other. Not like you're in a timeout, but like I need a chance to think. I want you to have a chance to think. We kind of need to go to our corners, so mm-hmm. to speak. But if you keep following me, that's not going to work. That's going to keep me in an agitated state, you in an agitated state. So let's agree that if you're following me, X, Y, Z is going to happen. And I don't mean just a punishment. I mean Mm -hmm. we have a strategy because clearly in that moment you're not able to separate from me, and that's what we're really needing to do. Or maybe what we're needing to do is signal to each other that, you know what, let's just go take a walk around the block. I can't separate Mm -hmm. from you right now. I'm needing your energy, but I can't talk right now. Let's just go walk around the block. So Mm -hmm. we, we we have a plan on how to address these situations. Got it. Um, another thing I'm just interested in your thoughts is if you're in an environment where there's a lot of pressure, it seems to me it makes it more difficult to be calm. So part of managing uh, your emotions and those around you is actually managing the pressure. Does that play into mm-hmm. this from your perspective? Well, I'm trying to think of a, uh, an example. Let's say the example is the pressure is your kid is about to go to the baseball you know, team that he's mm-hmm. on, and he feels a lot of pressure socially. He feels a lot of pressure for performance and everything else, right? So we're at that agitated state. Is that is that kind of what you're talking about? Like that, so you know, can be really one, is, kids, one is the hustle, hustle and bustle, like in a, in a family environment. The hustle and bustle is of the routine in the morning, getting everybody out, and the the pressure to do all. So sometimes the simplicity there, but there's other times too where you're they're walking and there's they're they're going out and they're in an agitated state. Like I know my my younger son who doesn't have ADD, he would go out sometimes as a as an athlete, and there would be something, and I would just say, hey, you know, just trying to calm them down. Like, listen, you know, I want you to experiment, or can you show me take a take a chance? Can you take a risk trying to get them to kind of calm down and think, get out of those emotions? So there, there's two sides of that. One is the pressure of an environment that a parent might need to make adjustment to, and then there's the other one is just how do you deal with a kid that's how do you help them calm down when there's some other factor pressure on mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. And those are, I mean, those are real-life pressure situations. Yeah. 
sometimes we can only do the best we can and then think afterwards what could we done, do differently because these things repeat themselves. They look different every time, but they repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't beat ourselves up. Sometimes we just have to say, you know what, didn't handle that well. That just didn't go as well as I wanted to. What can I do differently? I can prepare. I can know that for the morning I need to have these things set up in advance. I can plan the night before. I can, um, you know, have sandwiches already or whatever else. Things to take off that daily pressure. Mm -hmm. It's going to the baseball game. It's the how can we talk before, maybe problem solving. Who can I go sit next to on the bench? Who can I, you know... How can I prepare myself to play that position? What does the coach expect of me? So that's why I keep saying, in the moment, you got to just triage. you got to just do the best you can do. But that doesn't mean it has to repeat every time. You can learn from it and plan for it. So one of the in this whole topic, because I need to kind of pull it together here a little bit, and I think one of the, the messages I like to remember is that I look at emotion as a reflexive reaction to something, and we get into that reflexive reaction. We bypass thinking. We jump to conclusion. There's a saying, you know, thinking's difficult. Mm-hmm. That's why we judge. The point that I really would like to accent is when we're in an emotional state, we no longer think. We're not problem solving. And the value of calming down and being calm, is, as Cindy had said at the beginning, is to gauge your thinking mind about what you're going to do. And when you're dealing with people that in a, in a situation where maybe your kid or your spouse, they're off the rail, it starts with you to be calm first, then help them calm so that we can begin to problem solve. And again, it makes a lot of sense, but it takes a lot of patience a lot of practice and a lot of self-awareness in order to do this. And, I, you know, Cindy, I remember um, when I'm dealing with, you know, clients that struggle with just emotional self-regulation in general, I loved the last election. It was like one of the best things of all time because one of the things you do is you practice kind of calming down even when you're in that moment. Maybe you don't have the ability mm-hmm. to go you know, fold laundry or something like that. And I, to simulate an environment to practice kind of calming down is actually kind of difficult to simulate. But the last election was great because the uh, the Biden-Trump thing was so polarizing. I would have an – you know, if, if you're – you're a Trump fan, I want you to go watch CNN News, and if you're a Biden fan, I want you to watch Fox News, and your whole goal is just to watch that in a safe environment and practice calming down as a means to, yeah. to be aware and separate yourself. So it's, to me, it's like an attention exercise, like a, like a basketball right. player shooting free throws or a tennis player. You're practicing simulating that environment in a safe environment to kind of take a couple deep breaths and kind of calm down and let go so that you can begin to think. These people are just – they just – that's what they believe. Again, these are challenges, but I go back to reiterate, Cindy, it's a process that you have to learn, you have to be with, and that you can do this, but, but it's really, really important to realize is that a lot of times you're problem solving, you've got to calm your their emotions so you're in the right place. With that, anything left to add or anything, other comments before we close this out? Self-compassion, patience, optimism. I mean – what you're feeling, the angst today, there are so many people around to support you, so many ways you can have support. You're not stuck where you are. Reach out and get the support. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. So with that, Cindy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's always great talking to you, Jeff. Thanks. Everybody, our secret word is ELSE, E-L-S-E. Uh, Cindy's website is ptscoaching.com. Hope you've got a couple nuggets out of the, today's show. 
Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Yeah.